He was a morbidly obese surgeon destined for an operating table and an early death. Now he's a rebel MD who is fabulously fit and fighting to make America healthy again. This is Stay Off My Operating Table with Dr. Philip Ovedia. All right, folks, we're live. It's the Stay Off My Operating Table podcast. Uh, Dr. Philip Ovedia, of course, is the star of the show. I'm uh, Jack Heald, the talking hairdo, and we are joined today by Jeffrey Feldberg. Uh, Jeffrey, before you came on, I was asking Phil, so how'd you guys meet? And he, he couldn't remember. You know, how'd we, you guys meet? Yeah, we, you know, uh, Phil, we, we met through a mutual friend, and a, a new friend of mine, very proud to have that, but it was Alan. So Alan came on to my podcast, Deep Up Podcast, and he said, Jeffrey, you've got you've to meet my friend. He's also my doctor. He would just take your podcast over the top, and he was spot on with that. Yes, yeah, now I remember that connection. So is it making sense uh, now? Yes, it does. So uh, great to have Jeffrey here with us, Jack. Uh, this is going to be uh, a different conversation. Um, Jeffrey really doesn't have any clear connection to health and, and wellness, but um, it's a it's a subject he has become interested in. Uh, Jeffrey's background is as a very successful business person and now a uh, coach of businesses. And uh, I think it's going to be very interesting to discuss sort of his experiences, how he's become more interested in health. Uh, I've now been on his podcast, the Deep Wealth Podcast, a couple of times. I've always had great conversations, so I wanted to bring that same conversation over to our audience. So with that, Jeffrey, why don't you give our audience a little bit of your background, and then we can uh, get into it. Sure, I will keep it uh, short and sweet. And if I don't kick me under the table here, the virtual table, and I'll, uh, you know, head it off at the past, I can get passionate about this. You know, the the long story short, I've always been an entrepreneur. And right out of my MBA program, I started a business out of my parents' attic. No money, no experience, no team, literally failing forward each and every day. Failure became my new best friend. My grit, my passion kept me in the game long enough that eventually the company became successful had a knock at the door from a very successful company, Fortune 10 company. They gave a seven-figure offer, friends and family, all ecstatic. Jeffrey, you did it. Those times in the attic, not having money, living from your parents, all paid off. And, and to everyone's dismay, I said no. I said no to the seven-figure offer. Yes to mastering the art and science of selling your business or what we call a liquidity event. Put a system together for myself, my business partners. Two years later, different offer, different buyer. We said yes to a nine-figure offer. And so what we do today is we pay that forward, the exact same system that we did, but it's only better because we reverse engineered our failures so that they're now successes for the business that we help. We have them learn our nine-step roadmap at DeepWell so they can both grow the business. And while they're growing the business, they're doing double duty. They're preparing for a future liquidity event. Maybe it's two years away or 20 years away, but they get the best of both worlds. I like it. That sounds stressful too. You know what? Uh, showing up for a liquidity event like most business owners do is stressful. And for Dr. Avedia, that's where you are going to end up on his operating table, which is exactly what he doesn't want you to do because you're not prepared with what we do with Deep Wealth Nine Step Roadmap. And we do build health strategies into it. It's, hey, I'm going to show up for my liquidity event, but also for my business. I'm going to be prepared. Yes, there's stress, but I will do what I can to make the situation less stressful and more enjoyable and healthier along the way. So, so 
one of Go the ahead. yeah there was a phrase uh you know during your sort of intro that jumped at me uh that i want to explore a little bit reverse engineering your failures uh you know that sounds like something that we could apply to health uh so talk a little bit about what that is how you use it in the business world uh and maybe you know we can explore how that might apply to your health as well well, sure, you know, and really from the business world to the health world, I would say that what we have in the health world today, Dr. Vedia, what you're doing today, I suspect, came from situations where perhaps you didn't know any different at the time and you didn't get an outcome that you wanted. Well, why did that happen? Same thing on the business side. We failed. Yes, we had a nine-figure liquidity event. We did a lot of things right, but no one's perfect, and we certainly weren't perfect, and we made a lot of mistakes along the way. It could have been a better deal as great as it was. And so we said, okay, why did that happen? And we got curious and said, ah, okay, here's the root cause of that. Okay, well, if we want to avoid that from happening, if we can go back in time, what would we have done differently? Okay, got it. Let's lock that in. Let's make that a best practice. And, you know, today it sounds really sophisticated and complicated. The nine-step roadmap never had nine steps during our liquidity event. We had fewer steps, so, and that's what led to some of the failures. So the nine steps, some of those steps – are from reverse engineering the failures. I have to ask the question just because I'm promiscuously curious. Um, what type of business was it you built? Well, well, thank you, Jack. Yeah, the the business. So let me set the stage for this because for some of the listeners, they may not be able to relate to it. We will be. I'm going to date us a little bit. It was an e-learning business. So this is back in the day where the internet was just starting out. When you mentioned web, people thought it was a spider's web, not the web we all associate today. And you had this clunky old modem, you know, dial-up tones. We're talking America Online, CompuServe, very different back in the day. But because it was new, much like where AI is today as we record this podcast, it's the Wild West. It was the Wild West back in the day with the internet and e-education, e-learning, as we now call it today, online learning. And that's where the opportunity is. You know, anytime there's something new that you can take people's pain away, make it easier, solve their problems. And that's what the business did. We initially started, Jack, with how do we keep the seats filled so that the students don't drop out of an online program? And then we expanded yeah. to how do we fill the seats in addition to keeping the seats filled? So were you just the platform? Or were you guys developing content as well? We very deliberately made the decision that we're going to be the Switzerland out there in the sense that ah. technology is expensive to develop and it's also quick to become obsolete. So we licensed other people's technologies, but we had our servers. So we did the hosting. We did 24-7 technical support. We had the schools keep their intellectual property, but we converted it into an online program for them. And then once we got that down, then it's a whole other story. But we found out one of the problems that kept one of our clients up at nights was, how do you fill the seats? We had no idea. You know, we know how to market our company, but not a, a program. But we got curious. That's part of the nine-step roadmap. Step number two, X factors. We asked the magic wand question, what keeps you up at night? And then from a business perspective, we said, okay, how do we market a world-class program? So we worked with Vanderbilt University, George Washington University, Boston University, these top-tier programs, online programs, that they weren't getting their needs met by the traditional way of, of marketing an online program. People thought of these not-so-terrific online programs. So we just approached it from a different angle, but we 
never got caught up, Jack, with the technology or this or that. It was all, we're always outcomes driven. Like Dr. Vedi is outcomes driven. I know we've spoken offline, online. Okay, Jeffrey, let's talk about some health outcomes for you here. What's the big picture? What's going on? How do we get you there? Same kind of thing in business. I like it. So um, let's take this to the the category that people are tuning into this show to hear about, which is health. Um, talk about your your physical health were you one of those people who was just blessed with robust good health regardless of how badly you abused yourself um have you dealt with your own health issues um yeah uh, so how's it work that's a great question and uh, i will put this out there for starters anyone who says and this is one of our sayings at deep wealth anyone who says that business isn't personal either never owned a business or never ran a business. Business is personal because if we don't have our health and our health for us at Deep Wealth, our health is our first wealth. If we don't have our health, we're not growing the business because we have brain fog. We don't have the energy. We're not able to deal with the stress that comes up with things. And when it comes to a liquidity event to sell the business, we got one chance to get it right. You better make it count. Well, if you're not healthy, if you're not thinking clearly, you're not going to get the best deal. Maybe you'll get a deal or you'll be like most business owners where 90% of liquidity events fail and most business owners are leaving 50% to over 100% of the deal value in the buyer's pocket. Look at me. If I said yes to the seven-figure offer, I was leaving the nine-figure offer in the buyer's pocket. So my health journey, Jack, I've been on both sides. Uh, you know, I've been where I, I I was probably borderline, not so great, healthy, overweight, not crazy overweight, but still overweight. And the, really the, the turning point for me was when my father uh, sadly passed away at 59 from prostate cancer. And it was um, really jumping in at that time and doing everything we could. It was It was too little too late. And it was in that struggle, in that journey, where I found other resources outside the quote-unquote traditional medical system that had I found that earlier, perhaps my father would still be here. And so, you know, my father was my hero, my superhero, and my hero, my best friend, my mentor. It was a big hit uh, for myself, the entire family, to lose him. And so after he passed away, I vowed to myself that, okay, Jeffrey, you thought you were healthy. You're probably not because you don't know what you don't know. Learn about your health. Take health into your own hands and make sure that what happened to your father, that it wasn't in vain, that for yourself, your family, you can live a full and, and vibrant life. And if you fast forward to today, I, you know, I, I would fall probably under the, the category of a biohacker. And Dr. Avedi and I have talked about this offline. I'm experimenting with, with myself, wearing CGMs, continuous glucose monitors, trying different kinds of diets and different kinds of routines and exercises. But I have to tell you, when I, I look at myself today and I flash back even decades ago, and how did I feel back then to today? I have more energy today. I have more clarity and focus today because of what I'm doing on the health side. But if we follow the standard guidelines, at least from, from my journey, if we follow the standard American diet, sad, how, how ironic we get a sad outcome from that. If we follow traditional medical advice, we're going to end up on Dr. Avedia's operating table, which is what we, we don't want. And that's what I really respect about Dr. Avedia. He's just out there telling people, business owners, anyone who will listen, hey, you know what? You're not going to hear this elsewhere. Please follow this if you want to be healthy. 
So how common, you know, is this problem in the business world amongst the entrepreneurs that you're working with? Uh, you know, you would think that these people being driven in, you know, the one area of their life, uh, you know, their business pursuits would lie, would lead them to, you know, kind of be driven in all areas of their life. But uh, I, I certainly know that not to be true. And I'm just wondering your perspective, you know, you, you've worked with thousands of business owners at this point. How, how common do you think it is that they're not paying attention to their health? You know what, I would say back of the envelope, Dr. Avedia, from my experience, and again, N plus one from my side, but as you say, working with all these business owners, I, I would say that nine out of 10 business owners don't know what they don't know, and, and they're not living a healthy lifestyle. And, you know, the body's an amazing, resilient, incredible organism, mechanism, whatever you'd like to call it. And for a while, we get away with it until we don't. And and then it's just too late. What would have gotten your attention? Um, think about yourself deep in the middle of, of building this company, leading to the place that you'd actually dreamed that it might go. What would have gotten your attention? Jeffrey, you need to pay better attention to your health. The reason I ask that question is because I know all of us, when we're younger and we're focused on something else, we tend to be deaf to anything that doesn't then pertain to the mission. Is there anything that would have gotten through to you? And the reason I ask this question is because I want you right now to speak to those guys who are today in the same place you were 25, 30 years ago. And not able to hear. Yeah, it's a great question, Jack. And I, you know, probably the the sad reality is with this Dr. Avedia, who's seen it on the operating table, you know, out there in the trenches directly, and and talks about it. And both of you on the podcast and myself, I'll, and I'll I'll share the message out there. In some ways, though, you know, for business people, we're Type A, we're hard charging. I can do it. I'm different than everyone else until it hits home either directly with the individual or someone close to, to the family. But you know what, what I can tell every listener out there right now, and Dr. Avedia really is a subject matter expert in this, and he said in my podcast, we've had multiple episodes where I've been very fortunate he's come on and he shared his wisdom and his insights. Listen, the, the stats, and, and this study is already a number of years old, it's probably even worse. So usually I'm the glass half full, and so the glass half full is that, that you know, out of 100 people, I'm, I'm going to round up here, uh, eight, nine people are healthy. Let's flip that, though. So what we're saying, out of 100 people, look around you, look around you, out of 10 people, eight or nine of them are not healthy. They either have a metabolic disease and they're heading to Dr. Avedia, they just don't know it yet, or they're there in tomorrow, next week, next month. So think about that, eight or nine people, it's 88% to be precise. And that was a number of years ago. I, I suspect with all the stuff that's going on there with what we're eating and drinking and breathing, it's probably even higher now. But you know, take a look around you. Next time you're around the boardroom table or at an event or in your company, 10 people, of those 10 people, eight or nine of them either have a problem now or will have a problem. Even think about this. 
you know, you're saying, well, you know, I'm no longer in school. I'm not as active as I used to be. Yeah, I'm, I'm putting on a few pounds every year, you know, two pounds, three pounds, four pounds. Not, not a big deal. Okay, let's round it up. Five pounds a year, half a pound a month. Not such a big deal. Well, in 10 years, that's 50 pounds. In 20 years, that's 100 pounds. And for all you listeners out there, I want you to take, if you have either at the gym or if you have at your house or maybe some books, Take five or 10 pounds of books and just hold them for as long as you can. Uh, walk around with that wherever you are in your business, your house, wherever you're going to be, and see how that feels after five minutes, after 10 minutes, after 30 minutes, maybe an hour, if you can even do that. And now think about that 24-7 of the stress that you're putting on the body. And, you know, Dr. Vedia, you can talk to this far better than I can. Just because the body is so resilient, we forget how good it is and what it feels like to be healthy. And we wake up in aches and pains. We've kind of normalized that. Oh, that's just the way it is. That's how people are when they get to this age. And, and it's a lie. It, it really isn't. Yeah, very, very well said and very true that, you know, we do, fortunately, our bodies are very resilient and, and you know, we have a lot of reserve capacity uh, so that we can keep functioning, but we're not functioning optimally. And, you know, that all, that's going to affect every portion of your life. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, some of the ways that it, it's going to affect business owners in particular that can be quite detrimental to their business health. You know, if you're not thinking clearly, you're walking around with brain fog, you know, you're tired, uh, you're, you know, that's going to affect the decisions that you make. And that can have a very real you know, impact on your business. And uh, that's why, you know, when I talk to business owners, uh, oftentimes, one of the things I'll mention to them, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, is, you know, you don't only owe it, owe it to yourself to make sure that you are in good health, but you owe it to everyone that interacts with your business, your employees, your customers, uh, you know, everyone you serve, uh, you owe it to them to be at your best and to be at your best health. Couldn't agree with you more. And in Dr. Vedia, also, you've said this on my podcast so beautifully, it's worth mentioning here. For a successful business owner, you have key performance indicators, KPIs. I'm going to generalize here. It's a little bit different for every business, but it's okay. How did we do this month? What's our growth rate? What's our cash flow? What's our profit level? Whatever your KPIs are, and Dr. Vedia, I remember it uh, struck me like a, a bolt of lightning when, when you said it. Well, why don't we have KPIs for our health? And there are very specific KPIs. So just like every year a business gets the statements done for the year, the cash flow, the profit and loss, the balance statement, everything else, the accountants come in and they do what they do. As business owners, again, our health is our first wealth. It should be seeing someone like yourself, Dr. Avedia, you know, where you're going through, okay, let's take a look at your KPIs, your health KPIs. Where are you? Hey, you've increased here in a good way. Uh-oh, looks like from here to last year, things have fallen off a little bit. Let's talk about that. What's going on? And so every business owner, for him or herself, the family, the stakeholders, so your employees, your clients, everyone who's depending on that business, well, firstly, hopefully the business runs without you. We talk about that at Deep Ball, the nine-step roadmap. Uh, but still, are you taking care of yourself like you're taking care of the business? And I suspect from what I've seen out there, you know, the befores and afters, um, we change it when we work with the various businesses that 
they're not doing it uh, before. Uh, you know, I, uh, yeah, I go, I go see my doctor. I have my annual. Everything's good. Well, Dr. Vedi, you can speak to this. Most doctors don't have the time and your annual physical. It's five or 10 minutes with the doctor. And, you know, Dr. Vedi, you're really the person to talk about this. When we hear the recommended guidelines, you know, for certain health metrics, correct me if I'm wrong, those guidelines are so we don't die. So, you know, the bare minimum, you know, so you should be getting this as a bare minimum so you don't die. Well, I don't know about you, but, you know, that's like saying, okay, well, you know, your profits don't really need to be as high as possible. If your profits are, are right around 50, you know, a, a penny or a dollar more than what you're spending. So at least you have a little bit left extra from what you're spending. You have some more uh, cash in, in the bank. You know, you're going to survive as a business. Well, is that what you want as a business? Or do you want to minimize your expenses as much as you can, maximize your growth, maximize your profits so that you're thriving? And, you know, Dr. Vedi, I'll throw it back to you of, of what we hear in the popular media of these so-called health metrics but they're really scraping the bottom. Yeah, you know, one of the analogies I'll often draw upon, you know, from the business world when I'm talking to my patients is, you know, the annual sort of exam that most people get, you know, with their physician uh, is the equivalent of, you know, you, the business owner, going to your accountant and, you know, asking how the business is doing and his only answer is, well, you haven't bounced any checks, so you must be doing all right. <laughs> um, it's really, you know, at that level, you know, we're not in crisis mode yet. Uh, you know, you're not like overtly sick. You know, we're not sending you to see the heart surgeon yet. So, you know, you must be doing all right is kind of the answer that a lot of people get from their doctors. Uh, and it's only when we get into that crisis mode, you know, now you've been diagnosed with diabetes you know, now we're going to start paying attention to this. And, um, you know, business owners would not uh, be happy with their accountant if, you know, they only got the warning when they were broke, uh, when the business was was failing and, and you know, on the verge of going bankrupt. And, and I think we should think about our health the same way. And, you know, Dr. Vidya, as you talk about that, what what's interesting, what's coming to mind, and, and Jack, for yourself as well, I, I never really understood where you see some people, they, they're working out, they're fit, they're active, they're eating all the right things, and yet some of them have a, you know, they pass away very early, they have an early demise. And, and the more I, I get into health, the more I realize I, I don't know. And, and an example of that is, you know, recently I started to get into the whole science of sleep. And so for all the listeners out there, let me ask you this. Uh, are you checking the box? Are you moving? Are you working out? Yes, Jeffrey, I'm I'm walking. I'm moving out. I'm going to the gym so many times a week. Great. How are you eating? Oh, I'm following Dr. Avedia's recommendations. I'm eating uh, a carnivore-based diet, whole foods. I'm staying away from all those other things that aren't so great. Okay, wonderful. Check the box there. How are you doing with the stress? I, I'm managing my stress. I meditate. I do all those things. Great. But then when you ask people, well, what's going on with your sleep? Uh, you know, I sleep when I can, I'm building a business, I'm growing a business. You know what they say, uh, everyone can sleep when they're dead. Well, yeah, that's a quick way to to get over there on, on the dead side. Uh, but, you know, I, I've come to realize that we can do everything right, but if we're not getting sleep right, sleep is the biggest it, the biggest secret out there. It's the most underrated superpower that we have to recover, to heal, to really optimize and and, and be at the best levels. Uh, uh, Dr. Vidya, am I on base, off base with that? What do you think? Yeah, no, you're definitely on base. And, and I think it is one of the areas that, you know, gets 
pushed to the back, you know, gets neglected because we're trying to do all of these other things. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I talk about it. I talk about sleep as being one of the pillars of, you know, health of metabolic health. And it, it works both ways. Interestingly, you know, it's makes it very difficult to, you know, be metabolically healthy if you're not sleeping well. And poor sleep is also oftentimes an indicator of your poor metabolic health. You know, it should be a warning sign. Uh, you know, why am I not sleeping well? And oftentimes there's something going on, you know, with your health, with your metabolic health that's, that's going to be interfering with your, your sleep. So uh, it's a very good metric to be paying attention to. Yeah. And, you know, if I'm not mistaken, you correct me if I'm off base. I think that's your principle number five in the say off my operating table. And, you know, you really round things out as, as we're talking to business owners. So I'm, I'm hoping the listeners, what you're saying is, you know what, I'm smart enough to say that I don't know what I don't know. I think I'm doing okay. And as we like to say at Deep Wealth, when it comes to growing your business or selling your business, we have to stop believing and we have to start knowing. And so on the health side, to start knowing, Dr. Vedia, I believe it's principle seven that you talk about. Find a health practitioner and look no further than Dr. Vedia. You know, bring them on as one of your advisors, just like you would an accountant. Or if you're selling your business, you're going to bring on an investment banker. Well, why not have Dr. Vedia come in to have you stop believing so you can start knowing, well, where exactly am I on my health KPIs? What areas do I need to improve upon? Because after all, why should we spend countless hours and dollars reverse engineering our failures on the health side when someone like yourself, Dr. Vedia, you can come along and really in a brief conversation, minutes, literally, you can put us in the right direction. Jeffrey, I'm I'm sitting here thinking about uh, your, you've got a nine-step pathway. I can't remember exactly that, how you've labeled it. The nine- the nine-step roadmap, the default nine-step nine roadmap. roadmap. Yes. Nine-step roadmap. Second one uh, it has to do with with the physical health of the the business owner. So the health of the business owner it, it's really intertwined in in all the nine steps. I all the nine steps. It's not one plus one equals two. It's one plus one equals a hundred or or a thousand. But the the premise for all the nine steps. Look, I can share with with business owners they go through the system and we reveal and we share our strategies and you can have all the strategies in the world and you may even have the willingness to execute on those strategies but if you're not in a situation where listen i have the energy the focus the wherewithal to actually implement it and do it it's over before it's begun so health is right at the start of it and that's why when people go through our deep wealth mastery system, the deep wealth scale for ultimate sales system, 90 days, the welcome module, before we even get going, we really talk about two things. Number one, we talk about, okay, what does your life look like after you're finished with the business? You have some kind of liquidity event, whenever that is. And how is your health along the way? Are you going to be able to get there in, in the first place to be able to do that? So really from a holistic side of things, health is intertwined in everything that we do. What's the most, um, I don't know if the word is interesting or uh, fascinating or horrifying or just something that has that uh, an experience with a, a business owner that comes to mind. 
that was uh, a health-related success or failure that greatly impacted their financial success? Sure, I, absolutely. You know, there's firstly, there's one that affects business owners generally, uh, most business owners, and health or, or no health, it, it's just the health of the mindset. And I mentioned that at the beginning that for most business owners, 90% of the liquidity events, they will fail. So all that time, money, efforts for naught, and as we say, half joking, half serious, you're better off going to a casino. You'll have more fun. You'll lose your money quicker if you put out your misery with that. <laughs> but, you know, on, on, on the business side, uh, you know, I, as I, I'm thinking through this, one particular business owner, very successful business, family business, multi-generational, looking to take it to the next level, and really was doing according to the doctor, according to what you read, most things right. It was really try it wasn't perfect, but was for the most part doing what everyone else does and and things were were going well and and then they weren't. Uh, the individual went into the hospital, reasons unknown, uh, almost died. It was really touch and and go. and in in this situation, uh, you know the the business was now like that ship without the rudder. hadn't really had the time to prepare properly. There wasn't succession planning in place. I mean, the silver lining here, the the good news is is that the individual uh, recovered and is now back out there different outlook. It took a near-death experience to change this person around of now, okay, exercising, getting the right amount of sleep, eating properly, watching the weight, putting the succession plan and, and everything in, but that that almost didn't happen. And, you know, obviously I'm not saying names for, for privacy and confidentiality, but you could take out this person's name, put in another person's name, and, and it's the same thing. It, it just happened to be this person, but tomorrow it could be, heaven forbid, a listener who's just taking things casually. Oh, well, I'll get to my health when I get to my health, or I'll figure out the sleep part later on when I have time to sleep. I'd like to throw this next question to both of you guys. Um, you you mentioned mindset and the importance of the appropriate mindset. Phil, you've had a a significant victory in your life because of your your battle, your the battle you one against obesity and jeffrey you had a significant win with the that that nine-figure exit mindset is so important i'd just like both of you all to address that how how did the change in mindset come about what was the before the during and the after of that mindset change and most importantly what is it that we can give to the folks who are listening that'll help them find that way to shift their own mindset? Yeah, great question. Uh, you know, for me, it was, um, it, it really came down to, you know, no longer being willing to, um, you know, accept the failure. Uh, and, uh, you know, as I think, most in the audience will be familiar with my story. You know, I was failing at my own health. Uh, and, you know, I didn't fully recognize it at the time, but I was failing, you know, my patients uh, as well. Uh, but, you know, that no longer being willing to compromise to accept failure uh, when it came to my health was really, you know, that mindset change. 
And then that then became that I'm no longer willing to accept, you know, failure on behalf of my patients, you know, not doing all that I could be doing uh, to help them uh, in their uh, in their health journey. And, um, you know, when I'm working with people, mindset is is something I focus on a lot. Uh, you know, the actual logistics, the actual kind of, you know, dietary advice and, and you know, all of the advice around um, lifestyle, uh, that, that's kind of the easy part of what I do. The hard part is getting people to understand why they're doing this and why they're committed to it. Uh, but once they do that, the other stuff all falls into place. Uh, if not, you know, you're just sort of doing things um, haphazardly, and that rarely is going to lead you to a successful place. So I think, you know, the intentionality that goes into this becomes very important as well. Yeah, Jeffrey, what about you? Yeah, I'm hearing Dr. Veda talk about that, and it's really ringing home. You know, for myself, the, the mindset, both for myself and even with the business owners that we work with and, and that we speak to, you know, here, here's a question for the listeners. Big picture, wise, forget the business. You know, fa let's fast forward however down the road that is. You're not going to remember some of the wins of today or how many zeros in the bank account. That That's all nice. That's a means to an end. But what really moves the needle for you? And I know for myself, it's to be here, present, healthy, and vibrant, God willing, for my children. I have two daughters. For their children, hopefully my great-grandchildren, that I'm here for them and that I can enjoy my time with them, not just as, you know, some old person in a chair off to the corner who can't really move or, or do anything, but, you know, being vibrant and, and healthy. That, that, for me, is moving. For other people, it's, well, hey, I want to travel the world or I want to do this, I want to do that, and maybe it's family-oriented, maybe it isn't. But whatever that is, identify that and then ask yourself, what are you going to do today to make sure that happens? Because these things don't just happen on their own. Left to our own devices, it's not going to happen. Just like if you wake up one day and say, I'm going to start a business. Okay, now what? Well, unless you put action consistently day over day for years, nothing's going to happen. So talk is cheap. Ideas are, as the saying goes, a dime a dozen or whatever it is today. But what's going to move the needle for you? 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, 50 years from now, Dr. Vedia, you and I have spoken about this. Uh, scientists are now saying the age changes somewhat, that the person who is living today was born, who's going to be somewhere between 120 to 150 years of age. Think about that for a second. So if you're a listener and you're 50 or you're 40 or you're 60 or 70, well, you know what? You have a lot of runway left. Lots of wonderful things are happening, but are you going to be in a position to take advantage of all those advances that are happening so that, that you can be here healthy and, and vibrant? So for myself, it's what do I need to do today that I'm here for many, many years, God willing, hopefully decades for that. And, and a quick case in point, I, you know, I was going over some of my sleep stats a little earlier, and I, you know, I'm seeing that in some areas, as, as well as I think that I'm doing I'm I'm still not doing so great in, in those areas. And I got to pick up my game and figure out what's happening and, and how to take it to the next level. And and Jack, I'll, I'll end this part of the, the question. It's a great question with a, a very quick story. Um, knew a, a business owner and unfortunately his past tense, very successful business owner, really a titan of business, 
made my event look like a rounding error was was someone who literally changed the lives of countless people. And he passed away recently at, at a relatively young age, and he had one of the metabolic diseases. And knowing this individual and you know, looking back over time, I'll, I'll tell you two things. It didn't happen overnight, and yeah. it, it wasn't obviously a deliberate thing. It was just really doing the best with the information that was had. But this individual and the family, with all of the success and the wealth, they would have traded that in in a heartbeat to have health again back on the scene and, and not have that sad situation of the individual passing away far too, far too young, far, far too early. And so for all the listeners, that, that's really what we're up against. It's, hey, everyone has, we all have an expiration date. Can't get around that. And that's going to happen. But when that happens and what that looks like, there's some element of control that we have on what we can do to, no guarantee, but what we can do to increase the likelihood that we are not only around for a longer period of time, but we're enjoying life and we're vibrant and healthy and sharp and really buck the trend that we see out there of what quote unquote old age is, is really like. Is there a single biggest lie that people believe that keeps them mentally stuck where they are without moving forward? And again, I'm going to toss that question to both of you, each in your individual areas of expertise. Yeah, I'm, I'd love to hear Jeffrey's perspective on that first. Um, you know, he he certainly knows some of the lies that I talk about all the time, but I'd love to hear, you know, Jeffrey's thoughts on that. Sure. You know, and no pressure, right, Dr. Video? But, um, <laughs> you're just, you're, you're vamping so Phil can think about this. I know what's going on here. <laughs> I, you know, I, I would say bo both in business and in life, and, and particularly on, on the health side, the, the conventional wisdom isn't so wise most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time, the conventional wisdom isn't so wise. And whether it, it's in business, uh, I'll, I'll just throw some things out there. Well, I will depend on the government to take care of my business. You know, they'll put in all the regulations and all the laws and, and they'll protect me and my business will thrive and prosper. Well, I don't know anyone, any, I don't know any successful business owner that believes that. That's probably why they're, they're successful. Well, onto the health side. Well, you know what? The, the government has my back on the health side. Yeah, you know, the FDA, they have all these standards and all these different associations. I'm not going to name them. I don't want to get us in, in trouble here, uh, unfortunately, because everything's so censored these days, which tells you uh, exactly what's going on. But yeah, you know, I'll just leave it up to them. They'll tell me what's safe to eat and to drink and everything else. I'll just follow those guidelines and I'll be okay because someone in a white coat who's a higher authority, who apparently is smarter than me, is telling me what to do. So to me, the, those are the misconceptions. Those are the lies that, that are out there. And, and for, for me, really, the antidote is we need to start doing what Dr. Avedia did, thankfully, and he put it into the book for all of us to take health back into our own hands, that we're the driver. We don't have to have all the answers, but we can ask the questions to the people who do have the answers to help us along the way, but to take health back into our own hands, just like when we work with a business Hey, here at Deep Wealth, we'll help you with your business if you're open, if you're willing to spend the time and invest in yourself. And we can take with the nine step roadmap, you can take your business from where it is today to where you want to be 
much faster than you would otherwise left your own devices. Same thing on the health side. Yeah, you know, and, and the the lie that I, you know, think is probably the biggest one, you know, when it comes to our health is that, you know, this concept that we get sicker as we get older, mm. uh, you know, that's, that's believed to be inevitable. And, you know, uh, most physicians believe that too, you know, you, you start accumulating the various diseases and, you know, they just attribute it to being part of the aging process. Uh, but really it doesn't have to be that way. And, uh, you know, I, I think when people recognize that and when people recognize that they can remain, you know, vibrant and active and healthy uh, through the majority of their lives, uh, that that causes them to pay attention to it uh, ultimately. Because if you expect that you're going to get sick, then you're really not going to pay attention to your health because you're like, I can't avoid it. You know, why do I need to pay attention to it? But if you recognize, like Jeffrey said, that you can take control of your health uh, and you can remain healthy uh, for the you know vast majority of your life, uh, then that causes you to take that action uh, and, and to do the things that are necessary to support that. And Dr. Vidi, as you're going through that, two quick things jumped off the page for me, and you're so right with it. You're right. When people have the mindset that, well, you know what, with older age comes sickness, well, the mind's an amazing, an amazing tool. And if you have an expectation that you you will get sick and frail as you age, that's exactly what's going to happen. And, you know, also, as you're talking I was just reflecting back and it's not doctors' faults. It's they, they really have the best of intentions. They only work with what they have. And, uh, you know, Dr. Vidya, you can um, chime in if I'm uh, not correct or I'm off base. The training that doctors get when they're going through medical school, when it comes to food, it's not a heck of a lot. We're talking, it's a rounding error relative to everything else. So when you hear doctors say, and, and when I saw my father, you know, going through the, the prostate cancer and he asked the doctor, well, doctor, should I change what I eat? Because my dad was eating all the wrong things, uh, you know, at the time it didn't help. And the doctor said, oh, yeah, no, no, eat, eat whatever you want. As long as you're comfortable, eat whatever you want. You know, don't worry. Uh, the protocol, the regimen, the medicines that we have you on, that, that'll take care of everything. And so Jack, back to your point, you know, it's a big, it's a, it's a big lie out there that food is medicine and it's the healthiest kind of medicine. And, and the body, the other lie is, well, the body needs outside medications and prescriptions to heal. Give the body what, it's need, what it needs from what Dr. Vedia talks about, whole food and stress and exercise, you're all in the right amounts. When the body has what it needs, it will heal on its own. And it's a big lie that, hey, food doesn't matter, eat what you want. And you know the body can't heal on its own are also two big lies that uh, that are coming to mind i wondered um entrepreneurs as a rule tend to be the kind of people who take more risks than the fat part of the bell curve of the population um and that's why they succeed in places that entrepreneur that that other people don't However, um, my suspicion is that the typical entrepreneur also is blind to things that the non-entrepreneur isn't. 
I could yeah. be wrong about this. Yeah, no, you're, you're spot is there on. A, is, there a, is there kind of a, a, a common blind spot? And this could be health-related or something else um, in, that, in that personality type that you see all the time. And if so, is there a solution to that blindness other than, hey, dummy, open your eyes? <laughs> You know, I'll, I'll kick things off and see see where that goes. I'll use myself as an example. Uh, you know, when I was building the business, look, I, I was traveling, not back to back, but over the course of a year, I was traveling six months of the year. I was taking red-eye flights, East Coast to West Coast. You know, I'd leave the East Coast in the morning, arrive in LA for lunch, have lunch with a client, have a few meetings, head back to the East Coast later on that night, take the red-eye, back in the office, and did that day after day after day for, for many years. And the blind spot for myself anyways, I'll just speak about myself, although I, I don't think I, I'm a data point of one in this sense. As entrepreneurs, the blind spot is for myself was that, hey, you know what? I'll overcome this. I'm talented. I'm special. I will. There'll, there'll be a time and day down the road. I don't know when that is because I don't know when tomorrow is. Every time I look on my calendar, I never see it tomorrow. I just see these numbers and and specific dates. But yeah, I'll I'll make up for it later. That I'm impervious to this. That you know I have time later to to rest and I'll just uh, burn the candle at both ends. And and I did. And uh, yes, there was success that that came with that. But there was a price to be paid. Uh, there was a price in health. There was a price in my family relations with my young daughter, who I didn't see growing up for the first five years. And when I realized this, it was five years into her, uh, you know, being um, there. And I, I made a promise to myself, hey, if I'm ever in the position, hopefully I, I will be, no guarantees, but if I'm ever, ever in the position where I can be at every school event and be there for my children of all the years that I miss, because I, I can never get that back, I can do my best to make it up. Hopefully, I'll have the opportunity. So as entrepreneurs, business people, founders, there's this mindset, hey, I'm kind of superhuman. I'm, I'm smarter than most. I'll get through it. When the time is right, I'll reset things. I'll fix up my health like I always do in every other part of my business and every other part of my life. I, I just give me the time, but I got to get this done right now, and then I'll get to it. But it's like climbing that mountaintop. We get to one top of the mountain, and now we're looking at what's the next bigger mountain that, that I need to climb, and there's no rest or, or break for that. It sounds like um, what you're describing would also describe most of the physicians I ever interacted with <laughs> prior to – I. See, I don't have a license somebody can take away, so I can throw anybody under the bus. Um and in fact, I'll I'll put a pin in my comment here. I'll, I'll I'll I agreed to produce Phil's podcast two years ago under one certain one condition, and that was he had to come on my podcast and answer any question I asked him. And to his eternal credit, he agreed to do that. And I I hit him with both barrels. I told him everything I had observed about uh, the medical industry and ask him if my observations were accurate. And he confirmed most of them. And one of my observations, I was actually just rethinking this this year. Most of the physicians that I had personal interaction with when I was in their office to get help with my health were wildly unhealthy 
themselves. And I remember the last couple, I, I can remember sitting in their examination room, looking at them, guys who just, it was clear, these are not healthy people. And I was listening to them and taking health information, health advice from them. And I was just, I was thinking, how stupid am I to listen to somebody like this? So I'm not even sure I had a question in there. I think I'm just ranting. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it sounds like the same, it sounds like the same mindset. I I'll solve this problem later. And yeah, no, I think it it very much does apply to uh physicians. And and you know, it's interesting that physicians used to be uh for you know the most part entrepreneurs. They used to run their businesses and they used to be, you know, the business owner and they own their practice. Uh, and they very much had that entrepreneurial mindset. And one of the things that I think has been so unfortunate in medicine is that we've lost that. You know, most physicians today are employees. They're working for someone. It might be a healthcare system. It might be an insurance company. Um, you know, it might be a large practice that's owned by, uh, you know, venture capitalists, uh, which it turns out is a very you know, very common uh, arrangement these days. Uh, but, you know, with that, um, they've kind of taken on that employee mindset. And, and Jeffrey will certainly, you know, be able to talk about the difference in the mindset between an employee and an entrepreneur. And I think that has had a very negative effect on, um, you know, physicians' ability to uh, think about you know, uh, to innovate and to, uh, you know, advocate for their patients. Uh, and, you know, more and more physicians just see themselves as a cog, uh, you know, in the big machine that is the healthcare industry. Uh, and, and I don't think that's serving the physicians well, and I don't think that's serving the patients well, uh, you know, would be my observation on on your comments. Mm. And, you know, Jack, as, as you're talking about this, as Dr. Avidia is talking about this, what, what comes to mind, and I've had conversations with physicians who really are well-intentioned. They want to do the right thing, but if they speak out, they may lose their license or have legal proceedings or fines, and it, it's a whole other conversation and, and topic. It's important for the listeners to know that the system isn't set up for our benefit. It's set up for the benefit, really, of much larger entities. And we can go into that at another time. But the takeaway is, and, and trying to keep this high level and not getting oh, anyone it's getting in trouble. Good. Here, it's but, just you know, now getting good. You know, because, because of the censorship that, that's out there is, I, it would be fair to say that the way the system is set up, the laws, the regulations, what doctors can do, can't do, can and can't say is not for the patient's benefit. It goes towards a bottom line of some of the big multi-billion dollar entities that are out there that really run and control the, the system. They've been incredible lobbyists in doing what they're doing to set the system up that way. Well, I think the summary there, if, if the least qualified person on this podcast can be allowed to do the summary, is nobody's coming to help you. Nobody's coming to do it for you. If it's going to happen, you're going to have to do it. Whether that's uh, making your business work or making your health work, it's up to you. Take responsibility for your health. Take responsibility for 
the ultimate exit that you're going to have. Take responsibility for who you're going to be if you get that exit that you want. So, all right. Well, we try to keep this thing normally to about an hour and we're coming to the end of it. Um, any last words that you would like to leave us with, Jeffrey? I know that you've got a, a podcast of your own and uh, other stuff as well. So point folks to that to that if, if, uh, if it comes to mind to do so. Yeah, absolutely. You know, a, a couple of things. I'll give some thoughts and then if you'd like to reach out, would love to hear from everyone. And the thought I'll leave you with is three words. You can do it. You really can. Everything that you need right here, right now is within you for that success that you think is out of reach on the business side, on the health side. You can do it. Believe in yourself. Nothing is thrown in your life because you are, for whatever comes your way, you're ready for it. Nothing would appear there if you weren't. So you can absolutely do it. Look within, ask the questions. The only silly question is the question that never gets asked. And you can do it. Have that belief in yourself. And you know what? I would welcome the listeners here to visit the Deep Wealth Podcast. And we talk all about your business health, your physical health. The two are so intertwined more than you know. We've been fortunate to have Dr. Avidia on a number of times with that. Come to deepwealth.com. And if you have a question, send me an email, jeffrey at deepwealth.com, J-E-F-F-R-E-Y at deepwealth, as it's spelled, D-E-E-P-W-E-A-L-T-H.com and would welcome any feedback or questions. If I can be a resource for you, count me in. Very good. And I will remind the listeners, all this information will be in the show notes. You can click on it. You don't have to write it down. It'll be there. Phil, thank you. This has been um, so far out of normal for us, and it's always fun to to get a little bit out of the uh the wagon wheel ruts that we we can sometimes get in. And Jeffrey, I appreciate you coming on this whatever it is that we do here. I just like to talk about stuff and ask good questions and hear what people have to say. Oh, it's yeah, been yeah. yeah, it's been an honor and a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It uh, it really has been. Yeah, and I do want to thank you for coming on, Jeffrey. And and I think um, you know, getting outside of our uh normal maybe spheres of uh you know contact uh i think is useful for everyone and you know i've uh now thankfully had the opportunity to interact with people like jeffrey uh that you know on the surface he would say you know how does that apply to what i do uh but one of the things that i've learned in this journey is that you know what people are doing in what seem to be disconnected areas uh can be very informative uh, and have greatly helped me, you know, uh, when I can apply many of those concepts to, you know, my area of expertise. So uh, this was a great conversation and I look forward to many more like it. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, go to see Jeffrey at deepwealth.com. Go take Dr. Ovedia's health quiz if you hadn't done it already at ifixhearts.com slash quiz. We're out. We'll talk to you next time. Chances are you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you didn't need to change your life and get healthier. So take action right now. Book a call with Dr. Avadia's team. One small step in the right direction is all it takes to get started. Contact us at ifixhearts.com slash talk. That's ifixhearts.com. 
com slash talk.